Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Here we go. Double timing it on Friday. Drop the subject. Allie and Jarrett. We have a full week this week, don't we? We have a, yeah, it's been a long one. It has. It has. A very full week with. I've had a house guest all week and like a bunch of events to go to in the evenings. You've had planning for an event last night. Like it's been a lot of late nights. I need a lot of sleep this weekend. Yes, I think that we're going to be hibernating all weekend, both of us. (laughs) You have had a house guest all week and are you going to have one next week? How long is Michael in town? No, he he literally is at the airport right now. Oh, he is. Okay, because I was going to say... That that thing of when you don't know how long somebody's going to be staying with you. Oh yeah, I've, that's that's the worst. Because that's that happened to me, and the person stayed for five months. Are you kidding? No. Oh God. Yeah, she moved out after we got married. She was like, I feel like this is getting weird now. I'm going to go. We no, like, it was weird about three and a half months ago. So. <laughs> no, to be fair, I said she had just moved to uh, the L.A. area, and I was like, she didn't have a place to crash, she didn't have a job, she didn't have anything, and I would have wanted somebody like me to give yeah. you a place for a little bit, and uh, I was like, you can you can totally stay with us. Stay as long as you want. Yeah, but she took advantage of your kindness, don't you think? Yeah. Just a little bit? Well, you know, she's, she's a smart lady taking handouts, and then, you know, just kind of riding with it as I long as she could. You. I feel for you. FYI, we have producer Jason in today. Uh, we are filling in these hours for uh, Sidebar with John Duran because John Duran's still on vacation. We kind of hate him because he's in Hawaii still. <laughs> well, he's in New Mexico now, actually. So welcome to the uh, show, Jason. So, yeah, Jason. Thank you. Thank Jason's you. I appreciate here. it. Um, I am. Uh, I'm. I. I can't imagine having someone like over, like stay for five months. Like that's a lot. Yeah, because there was like eventually at the three month mark, it was like. So, are you looking at places? What's uh... so? Uh, what are you? Uh, what are you doing? You know, Echo Park is nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like little side oh, conversations just saw an like advertisement that for such and such. You should for this free couch on the sidewalk. Yeah, it would be exactly. really great if you know. Oh my god! Uh, but it, it was very nice. But it, it was yeah. Having a guest room is a luxury and also a little bit of a curse sometimes because you're like, mm. well, you have a guest room, I could stay with you, and you're no, like, oh, that's not what I said. <laughs> That's the room where I think about working out. My guest room was always an office until I have someone that just moved in there now. Um, like I have a roommate that'll be there till the end of the year. Um, and so like, making it an office makes it like oh no 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 it's not just open yeah no that's my working space don't get comfy <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly but I'm, I mean you're friends with Michael and I, so having I him as a house Michael, guest yeah. is not a big deal no not yeah. at all well uh, last night I went to drag bingo I've been planning this for a couple of months now it was a fundraiser for Butch Pal for the straight gal all female queer eye Go to butchpal.com for more information. For more information. For more information. Shameless plug. <laughs> Shameless. So shame. I mean, I have to at this point. Okay, get it. Uh, so we did a drag bingo last night. Jay Rodriguez was a, a celebrity ball caller. Michaela was there with uh, with her partner, Daddy Lisa. And my <laughs> wife went as well. Lisa. And she really bonded with Michaela and Lisa. She loves them. And we're all going to hang out and do some kind of a double date. You but- two are going to be a... Th- uh, a- a quapple? I was going to try to figure out what a quap a quapple. Is that a thing? We'll just do a swaparoo. No, oh no, you guys would be a pod. You guys would be a pod. Is that what a pod is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was getting a little irritated because on the way there, like like I said, I organized this whole thing. I had to put the prize packs together. Everybody who wins bingo, there's like 10 bingo games in a, in the evening and right. I had to create all the prize packs for them, included some tickets to things and some CBD products and things like that. So, I spent all week. She knows my wife knows I've been putting these prize packs together 
all week. Mm-hmm. So then we're driving, and she was like, I hope I win bingo. And I was like, why would you want to win the prizes that I have been putting together all week? Right. Like, you saw me putting like, these that's together. That's not how this works. She dear. was like, this is about winning bingo. Oh, and I was she's like, competitive. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. her and Lisa, uh, Michaela's partner, were very competitive all night. When they it played came together, to, right? They play, Well, yeah. They were like, we're sitting next they to each other. They were sitting right yeah, across yeah. from each other, yeah. And Katie was getting so frustrated because I was not really playing. Like, I would de- dob and then walk away and like, because I yeah. have to do stuff. And she'd be like, you're not even playing. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like, I shouldn't do you win understand? this. Yeah. Why would I win my own prize? Yeah. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I mean, I kind of feel that way about our flyaway situation. I'm like, I want the happy hour in the hotel room and the tickets. <laughs> and it's like, Jarrett, you live here. Exactly. You have tickets to Weekend Survive. <laughs> You should calm down. You can go to happy hour anytime you want at the Abbey. Exactly. There's really no... Yeah, but it's the thrill of winning. That's the thing. It's the thrill of getting anything that's some that's free. Yeah, no, if I was there last night, I would, have, I would have really been competitive, too. Oh, like, Katie paid $20 for the bingo. I'm like, you're paying... What are you paying? You're paying... So you're... We are donating twenty dollars exactly to, for to you fund. to play bingo. I mean, of course, it's a great cause. I don't doubt it. But still, she did not win, and she ended up leaving in the middle of the last game and walking outside in a huff because she was upset that she, didn't, she win. didn't win. I was like, this is not about the. Ah. Anyway, it was a fun time. Well, speaking of, we can survive in our flyaway um, contest in support of National Coming Out Day and the one year anniversary of Channel Q. We're flying you and a friend out to the home of Channel Q, Los Angeles, California, for a weekend getaway. We'll take you out in West Hollywood for happy hour at the world-famous Abbey, and we're going to put you up in an amazing hotel, and we're going to give you two tickets to LA's biggest event of the year, We Can Survive at the Hollywood Bowl. Again, I'm so excited about this. This is my first Hollywood Bowl concert. Yeah, please take Jared out for happy hour at the Abbey, because he needs it. He (laughs) wants to win. Um, We're going to be starring Taylor Swift, Lizzo, the Jonas Brothers, Camila Cabello, and so many others. For more information on how you can celebrate Channel Q's coming out and National Coming Out Day in LA, go to wearechannelq.com to enter to win. Um, This is the, we are in the the final days of that. I think it ends on Sunday, so. Yes, so please, yeah, register. You have nothing to lose. All you have to do is register. You have everything to win, Katie. Everything to win. <laughs> Katie can't win. <laughs> Katie can't win. Um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we don't normally talk about Donald Trump on Fridays, but because we've got a, a supersized show and there's a supersized amount of headlines, yes, that's true. Uh, we're going to catch you up on the latest of what's happened with Donald Trump. And also, later on, we're going to be talking about who's the person you always try to avoid conversations with because they just... They won't stop talking. Exactly. Yeah, because I think you've got one. I've got one. Absolutely. Ginger Justin, I know, does. And I hope you do too, Jason. If, so, you, if you, if have, you have, one, have one, yeah, if you have one, give us a call, 833-77-CALL-Q. We'll take a quick break. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. I know that we usually declare Fridays Trump-free Fridays, but Thank we, God. and it's usually our safe haven. You know, we create a safe space of no Trump on Friday because we don't want to put you in a really sour mood going into the weekend. We want to give you at least a buffer day before you can read all the S-storm stuff that happens every single weekend in the news. But there have been some newly revealed text messages in which the Trump administration and the Ukraine 
appear to have some pretty clear quid pro quos when it comes to withholding that $400 million, which is what we were talking about with yeah. Dave, the Trump supporter, yesterday. He said, I, I understand you know, some of this is hearsay, but what I want to know more about is the $400 million that was supposedly withheld unless they got to the bot, unless the Ukraine got to the bottom of what was going on with Biden. Yeah, so these text messages came out late last night, um, and I, I got home really late, and all the the shows were like, oh my God, these text messages just came out. This is even more clear than like the transcript that was the, the phone call. Um, and so they these text messages are very direct and clear. Very incriminating. Um, so the first ones that they have here, um, they are from uh, Mr. Volker, who uh, testified before Congress yesterday in closed session. Um, he was saying... That they would nail uh, that Volker said that the White House would work to nail down the date for a visit to the White House or to, to Washington. Um, later, saying if President Z or Zelensky convinces Trump that he will investigate or get to the bottom of what happened in 2016, and it's like that is pretty clear and direct, but it gets even more clear and direct. Yeah, yeah. So this is one of the text messages. This is from uh, not this is this one's not from. Uh, Volker, but this one is from Bill Taylor, and Bill Taylor is. Can you remind me of who Bill Taylor is? He's the ambassador. He's uh yes. Okay, so he says the message to the Ukrainians and Russians we send with the decision on security assistance is key. With the hold, we have already shaken their faith in us. Thus, my nightmare scenario. <laughs> Counting on you to be right about this interview, Gordon. And then Gordon says, Bill, I have never said I was quote unquote right. I said we are where we are and believe we have identified the best pathway forward. Let's hope it works. Crying face emoji. I added that. <laughs> I was going to say the emoji was not included yeah. in the transcript, but it was in blog. Well, I would say there's I'm pretty impressed that there are no typos. Well, to me, I think what's interesting to me about this is like this shows that it's not just Trump, right? Like it's not just Trump that's making these like crazy phone calls and like saying off the wall things like, no, it's other people that are participating in making these things happen. Oh, Bill Taylor goes on. I'm going to send another message. As I said on the phone. I think it's crazy to withhold security assistance for help with a political campaign. <laughs> like, but they're. But He's everyone... literally spelling it out. Exactly. Like, these things, like, other people are aware and participating and also pushing back, though. Like, it's crazy to me to be able to see these kinds of conversations um, between, like, administration officials who, you know, we kind of expect a little bit more from, I guess. Um, yeah, and it seems like. We ever since Trump got elected, we've been using evidence in the form of tweets and text messages and things that you wouldn't think are official ways to communicate. And it's crazy that the time that we live in now, because even when my mom was working at Apple, she was like, it's I'm so pingable. It's so frustrating. So like, yeah, like it's not just through email or it's not a meeting. It's like, hey, I'm going to shoot you a text message about this, this and this. And it's just every single form of communication. So there's so much evidence now when this stuff happens well, because everyone is communicating in all of these different formats. What's great about it is now that we have an impeachment inquiry, like all of these things are going to start being dug up. And what's interesting about this, this impeachment inquiry is the fact that like all of the major facts 
are not disputed. You know what I mean? They like came directly from the president himself. They were released right away. And so like there's no argument about them. But now all of these other kinds of details are going to continue to spill out um, or or be dug up, I should say. Um, We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, someone's resigning from the Trump administration, but they've also had three contacts with the Ukrainian administration. Um, They have more mixed emotions emails than we do. My God, like that. (laughs) Plus, uh, Mike Pence is Mike Pence has an interesting perspective on whether or not Trump should be uh, participating and asking Ukraine to help him out. And then there's another plagiarism story coming out of the Trump administration. <gasps> this is your wheelhouse, I was going to say, Jared. you know that i got to talk about this Did you break this one? one? I didn't break this one. Mm. Um, all those things coming up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. We are talking about the... The S storm of the Trump administration and this uh, impeachment inquiry and how it's, you know, really getting wild. We were just reading through text messages. Ali, you were reading another text message to me um, from the the litany of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, because this conversation between Bill Taylor and then Gordon Sondland, who I guess is the U.S. ambassador to the European Union. Yeah. So he he and this guy Bill Taylor have been talking through this text message. Some of the things that we were reading before, and like I said, Bill Taylor ha, uh, had said in a text, as I said on the phone, I think it's crazy to withhold security assistance for help with a political campaign. So he's spelling it all out, right? Maybe a little bit more clear there. This is how Gordy responds. I'm calling him Gordy. Uh, I also would love to see his memoji. He okay. says, Bill, I believe you are incorrect about the President Trump's administration or intentions. The president has been crystal clear. No quid pro quos of any kind. The president is trying to evaluate whether Ukraine is truly going to adopt the transparency and reforms that President Zelensky promised during his campaign. I suggest stop, let's stop there because that makes it sound like, oh, well, maybe there's maybe there was nothing there. But then. But then. I suggest we stop the back and forth by text. If you still have concerns, I recommend you give Lisa Kenna or S a call to discuss them directly. Thanks. If ever there's been a cover your ass text message. <laughs> he said literally like, here's what I'm supposed to say when someone says that. Exactly. Like, No, no, no. Just in case these text messages are ever subpoenaed by Congress. Yeah. <laughs> just want to make sure that we're clear. Like, there are what? no quid pro quos of any yeah, kind. It's that is crazy. Yep. Um, so all of these things are, you know, a part of the impeachment inquiry. Um, Rick Perry, who you may remember uh, from Texas, <laughs> I remember when he uh, when he started running for president. He started wearing glasses, and Bill Maher said, "Rick Perry, who's wearing glasses, which means he's not stupid anymore, <laughs> or he, like he's not being stupid." Because um, Rick Perry used to just say like crazy, almost cuss. I think um, I remember. Rick Perry is from Texas. I believe he's the former governor of Texas, and he used to just say like outrageous stuff. But anyway, he um, is the secretary. He's the secretary of the Department of Energy, which again, why? Um, But he's going to be resigning. He said earlier this week that he'd cooperate with lawmakers investigating an explosive whistleblower complaint that we've been talking about. Um, He's apparently had at least three meetings with President Zelensky. So. Oh, so he knows stuff. He he could know. You would assume that there's probably been some kind of conversation there. Mm. Um, so he's going to be resigning. That's interesting. Another thing that's really interesting is that new polling um, says that the support for impeachment is you know continuing to grow. It's at less than fifty percent in a lot of these um, a lot of these polls, which you know kind of sounds like oh well that's not a big deal. Like less than half the country is okay with this. I want to play a clip for you um, of Keith Boykin on CNN talking about the impeachment inquiry into uh, Richard Nixon. 
It's actually kind of an astonishingly high number. It's actually increased since the last CNN mm -hmm. poll. But if you go back and look at history, in 1973, when the Watergate impeachment proceedings began, only 19% of Americans supported impeaching and removing the president. A year later, it was 57%, and Nixon resigned from office. We're starting from a higher bar here. So, to be clear, all of the polling that is being done right now places support for this as a as rising, but also like in the 39, 40, um, almost 50 percentile. That's significantly really more than right. So Nixon. when we look at those numbers, our first reaction is what? Why? Why is it not 100 percent of yeah. people? Which I mean, of course, there's a margin of error there. But to see then in hindsight or I guess the opposite of hindsight, to look into history and to see what happened with the other impeachment process and where it started and then now know that twice as many people now support impeachment as did then when the Watergate scandal happened, that actually does seem like a bigger number now. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's continuing to grow. And I think that the more we see things like text messages and, you know, the most, like the things like this, it's kind of crazy. Now, there was also, uh, we were talking about Donald Trump wanting uh, alligators and snakes and a moat. And apparently this has been plagiarized yes, from the Obamas. Apparently, yeah. There's a plagiarism story. And I know, Jared, this is in your wheelhouse. Uh, <laughs> so I thought we'd play this clip for you because this is not the first time that alligator moats have been pitched at the border. It was first pitched by a president. Yeah, yeah, by a president. It was first pitched by President, president Obama. Obama. Here we go. We need to triple the border patrol, or now they're going to say we need to quadruple the border patrol, or they'll want a higher fence. Maybe they'll need a moat. Maybe they want alligators in the moat. And Trump said, what a great idea. Yeah, it's like, it's funny to me because like you hear Obama say that and it's so clearly like, this is ridiculous. I mean, and everyone laughs. And then Donald, uh, Donald Trump's like, actually, I think that uh, we should probably look into how much we, the alligators would cost. Exactly. Us. Well, that's I mean, if you're going to get a good idea. <laughs> I mean, go I, to the well, this guy. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, um, we've got a whole lot more of Drop the Subject. We want to remind you, though, in celebration of our one year anniversary and National Coming Out Day, we are flying you and a guest out to L.A. for We Can Survive. We're going to take you out um, to the world famous Abbey for happy hour and so much more for information on how you can participate in the final days of this contest. Go to WeAreChannelQ.com. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. This is a very important moment now. It is. Because. You, is where you can clear your name. Yes, I can. And these are moments of retribution for me, and I'm going to take them for all I can get. So, you and I earlier this week had a discussion about candy corn. We both enjoy candy corn very greatly. Emmy disagreed. So did a lot of other people. Whatever. To each your own when it comes to candy corn. But somebody on Instagram by the name of Caroline Marie 91 said, I also love candy corn. Because she's a good person. Because she's a great person right. and we love her. Then I was accused of just uh, of having a bot account, a troll account. Chris Contreras said there's, he was like, oh, that's a fake account if I've ever heard one. That I was creating a pro candy corn fake account. Well, you know, the pro candy corn lobby is really. <laughs> it's a super pack. It is, exactly. Uh, and now to prove that Chris Contreras and anyone else who thinks this is a scandal wrong, we have Caroline on the phone. Caroline, hello. Hello. Hi, Caroline. 
Um, Allie Hi. actually has to step out for a moment. Um, so <laughs> just kidding. But, <laughs> I was going to be like, all right, I'll, exactly. I'll do it. Um, Caroline, we understand that you are a big fan of the candy corn and you're ready for corn con. Yeah, absolutely. Sign me up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, do, are you willing to come? I know. Do you live in the L.A. area? No, I actually live up in Oakland. Um, okay. I've been listening to you since uh, the SF days. Great. Well, I think that we should, if you are serious about corn con, we are as well. And, uh, you know, a lot of people were thrown around the words corn con, like, oh, all the candy corn lovers can, can can convene together and have a party. I think that, Caroline, if you're willing to, I'm willing to pay for your bus ticket if you can come down and help us plan <laughs> corn con. <laughs> that, that sounds perfect. Only if we can get corn to play, though, the band. <laughs> Oh my god! I think that that's actually possible. This is grow. They're not super busy. Um, I think CornCon is actually growing into something that I feel like if we actually end up having CornCon, I'm gonna cackle. Well, you said, uh, Jarrett, very very well in the green room before we even got on the air. You said, wow, if this corn con thing gets legs, it's going to be amazing. And I said, well, you know, it actually should get ears, not legs. You you really just needed to say I that. I just wanted air, to bring you? that on the air. Yeah. Caroline. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> so, uh, I we would Allie, love your Allie support. Can do, a, can do a quick 15 of just corn puns. A, a quick, a tight a 15. Tight 15. Maybe a tight 7. <laughs> I don't know if we need a tight 15, Caroline. No, I think we'll just go, I'll, I'll write it out first and we'll just see how long it is. Caroline, have you had the, the chocolate one that uh, Trump supporter Dave was talking about yesterday? Yeah, you know, I don't like that one. I go all original or nothing. I appreciate it. She's a purist. Okay. Yeah, I'm the same. And were you aware that if you stack candy corn, it looks like corn? In a circle, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I if we can get ne- a stand at that for corn con, let's do it. Okay. We've got Who a- can stack the highest corn? Oh. Cor- this is coming to get I was going to say, corn con is really wiling out. Um, <laughs> producer Jason, who's filling in for us today, is shaking his head like, what are you people talking yeah. about? <laughs> even, even if we set up the conversation still, it makes no sense. It's like, what are you talking about? But the main thing, Caroline, is that you are real and you are not me. I am a real person, and no, I am not Allie. Allegedly. You, you say, I am a real person, and I was not paid to be on the radio. I am a, <laughs> I am a real person, not paid to be on the radio. Same. Your, 100%. Is, your check is in the mail, Caroline. We appreciate you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, we'll take a quick break. More Drop the Subject after this. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. We've got things to talk about. It's time for News It or Lose It. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. All right, Jared. I want to start off talking about this woman who applied for a marketing position only to be shamed by the company over one of her Instagram pictures. And I don't know how often you think about what you post on your Instagram in relation to job opportunities. Like, do you heavily filter what you put on there just in case? I think about it less and less because I'm a personality and like, you know, who I am is a part of all of the work that I do now. So a little bit less now. But if I were an attorney or an accountant or something, that'd be very different. I see. So you wouldn't post certain things if you were in a different field. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this woman named Emily Clow, I will say I appreciate her Instagram handle, which is Clow9. (laughs) And she is uh, from Austin. She was applying to be a marketing coordinator at a certain company. 
and she thought everything was going well. And then all of a sudden, she saw that her one of her Instagram pictures was posted on the company's Instagram story as an example of what not to do oh, to get wow. a job. So this is the picture that they posted. It's a picture of her in a bikini. This is from her Instagram page, and the it's a I mean it's a small bikini, and her boobs are cut like she has her, a lot of underboob. Yeah, her underboob is kind of poking out from below the bikini. Yeah. So it's not, I mean, if I was trying to see if a person was right for a job and I saw a picture like that, I guess it might be a turnoff. I mean, what is the job? The job is a, as a marketing coordinator. coordinator. It's not like she's like a, a Sunday school teacher. Like, I mean... I would hire any Sunday school teacher with this picture. Well, there's that too. It's and not I mean, like she's dancing around either, parading around on her Instagram with like, you know... you know, Anything she's outrageous. She's not like puking yeah. in a pool. Yeah, She's exactly. just standing in a pool. She's in a pool wearing a bikini, but okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think she's doing anything that incriminating. It's just a picture of her in a revealing bathing suit. Poor girl. But yeah, it sucks. The company said... PSA, do not share your social media with a potential employee if this is the kind of content on it. I am looking for a professional marketer, not a bikini model. What? So uh, the thing about that that annoys me is like, why can she not be a professional, uh, a, prof- a professional, and have a nice body, like or wear and want to show your body? Like, yeah, I, I. That is kind of like the the weird association we have with sex and like sexuality and like the human body and acting like okay, so she has to be all covered up in her whole life to be able to work here eight hours a day. Right. If she's not wearing a one piece, then she's not right for. I get pissed off about even following up with people on social media. It's like just like I get also wanting to know a little bit more about the person beyond what they're presenting in an interview. And I understand, too, that if it's a marketing job, you would want to know how they're marketing themselves on their social media. But to judge them about their personal life and what they're doing not at work is I mean, at if, some point not their business if she was doing something wildly unethical I could see that but like or you know something she's making that okay symbol on, doing, a, on a little girl's right? shoulder she's doing like some kind of hate symbols or ha- having like some wild hate speech that you wouldn't want to represent the company but like she's in a pool in a bikini like and she fired back she was pissed she put on Twitter I was objectified earlier today by a company because of a picture of me in a bikini they claimed it was uh, they claimed it made me an unprofessional they screenshotted the photo posted it on their Insta story and called me out. I am still baffled that the company handled it in such a manner. So now the company looks bad. She should be suing them. She should be suing them because this is not this is defamation, isn't yeah. it? Uh, just at the very least, they're discriminating, and it's 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 sexist. Because if it was a man in a in some board shorts and a hot body, they wouldn't be saying that. No. So even we, if part of his manhood yeah, was, probably. I don't know. Um, we got to take a quick <laughs> break. We'll be back with more news it or lose it. Alex got two more headlines. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. We are in the middle of News It or Lose It. And apparently Taylor Swift... um, Got into it with a banana. I was going to say, Taylor Swift uh, has gotten you to like her. Yeah, I will say, (laughs) I know I'm not the biggest Taylor Swift supporter, but... After seeing this video, I kind of like her a little bit more. Of course, she is under the influence of medication as a result of getting LASIK eye surgery, but she was on Fallon explaining her situation because I guess she had recently got LASIK, which I will say, I've had LASIK. I was not this messed up afterwards, Mm -hmm. but everyone's experience is different, I guess, and she had a moment where she wanted a little something to eat, and here's what happened. She found a snack. 
This is now she's playing with a few bananas, trying to get one off. That wasn't the one I wanted. <laughs> Stop! You can't cry. That that's not it's supposed uh, to be what you're doing. And I try to get this okay, one. Okay, let me get the other one for you. For, okay. Here this one, but what do we do with this now? I'll eat it. I'll eat it. It's mine. It's, but it doesn't have a head. Don't fall asleep eating a banana, okay? I'm not asleep. My mind is alive. To so, be clear, her mind is not dead. Her No, her, her mind, mind is very is alive. much alive. So this is still happening in the generation where... Remember the that kid that went home from the dentist video? Kids do you remember that famous... It was like... I remember that. I don't remember the details, but I do remember that being a viral is thing. Is this real life? That kid? <laughs> I don't remember. Or he's like being taken home from the dentist. He's super he's messed up on medication. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's like, is this real life? And then he's like, is this going to go away? And then he just starts going. Ah! <laughs> yeah. And it kind of gave birth to the, oh, we should be recording every second of oh. everyone's post-op. Exactly. Everything. Yeah, totally. So I had kind of forgotten about that aspect of the internet. And I'm very glad that Taylor Swift's mom kind of brought it to life again. I think Taylor Swift... Under the influence of like hardcore drugs, like in a I would watch bed. that concert or any any part of it. It's entertaining as hell. Yeah, definitely. Okay. All right, let's move on to the scammer who scammed. Actually, we're out of time. No, just... <laughs> because we let them down. For, we are scamming that, our own audience by not doing that, this. That have missed it. We'd news this story. I want to say like Tuesday or Wednesday, right? And then completely forgot about it. And then we'd literally put it into the rundown for the next day. And then forgot all of about us it completely again. forgot yeah, about yeah, it exactly. again. So, so once and for all, a repurposed news news it. So this kid in Ireland, he's 22 years old. He's a student, and he got one of those emails that a lot of us get about a business opportunity, which reads, and this is from somebody named Solomon Gundy. Hello, friend. Pleased to be with you. I know this email will come as a surprise to you, but permit me to desire to go into business with you. My name is Solomon, and I'm a big business banker looking to do business with fellow enthusiastic businessman. I want you to invest $1,000 in my company for exchange for half business. My business is all about trading stocks. Last week, I made a small sum of $35,000. You may wonder why I need $1,000 when I have $35,000. Yes, I do. I want to teach young business people my knowledge, which comes at fair price. If you send me PayPal transfer of $1,000, we can begin immediately and become rich. Well, kind regards, we Solomon. Thanks, Solomon. So most of the time, you would just ignore those, right? Well, this... I don't know if it's right. I mean, sometimes I really want to know more about Solomon and, and what this business opportunity is. Especially, yeah. And if I need to get to a Western Union to wire money to this person to become rich, then... Unless some... they have like Venmo or something, then we can really like cut out the middle. Yeah, man. like why do I have to go to Western Union anymore? Are exactly. we prehistoric? So this guy responded and said, my dearest Solomon... I am delighted to receive your intriguing business proposal. As you know, I am very enthusiastic. I'm a very enthusiastic businessman, and I think $1,000 is an insult. I have attached proof of payment of $50,000 to get the ball running. One thing you need to understand about doing business in Europe is that we do things big. Please get back to me ASAP to discuss our next move. And he even attached a transaction image of... $50,000 $50,000 being transferred. Oh my God. So of course Solomon is jumping out of his He's chair. He's geeked. He's like, I finally got a sucker. He's geeked. So then the the guy responded and said, "I oh, this is great, but I haven't had the money in my account yet. So the, the student said, oh, you know what? It's because they put a stop on the transaction because for some reason my bank thinks it's a scam. But if you transfer me $25, it'll 
register that it's a true yeah, relationship. account relationship and then the money will transfer. Uh-huh. So then the the scammer oh God, falls for it. it. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll transfer you $25 oh my God. to get the ball rolling. And then he never sends him any of the money. So he got money from the scammer. Out of the scammer. Yes. I love that. I love it too. And I know it's only $25, but, but still, listen, he said he's done it to a few different scammers and that he's it making money. Works? Yeah. And it I always love works. that. So I don't know if he gets in trouble because he's scamming someone. Well, no. I mean, you're scamming the scam. I don't know it's what the rules are It's self-defense scam. Yes. It's so self-defense. Yeah. Yes. So I'm really glad we got to this story because anytime a scammer gets effed over. I love that. Ooh, it's a good story. Scamming, feel good. Scamming a scammer is definitely feel good radio. It really is. I don't know what gets better than that. Yeah. Uh, we've got more coming up. Drop the subjects back in just a few minutes. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. <laughs> We were uh, discussing, because our producer Emmy is going to be out next week for a little bit because she's flying to New York on Spirit Airlines, and she's just so nonchalant about everything, so we were talking talking about calling her during the flight, and she was oh like, we're legit crashing. <laughs> Plot twist, not crashing. Oh my God. But some lady what? just opened the exit window and like I've is loved, falling out. I've been laughing so hard, I have hiccups now. <laughs> I, I love... Plot twist, we're not crashing. Plot twist, not crashing. <laughs> you guys know Emmy from Emmy Noms, Emmy Noms, and Emmy Noms Award Noms. And like of the that's famous Emmy Noms while Emmy Noms right. segment. Okay, sorry. Um, Yes. Okay. Continue. You have to because we we're out of time. This is a very short segment, so we have to get into it. So we're going to get into the beginning of this uh, this article. Uh, This comes from HuffPost Life. It says ten early signs your relationship will last. Number one. You feel comfortable being yourselves around each other. I think that's really important. Well, yeah. I think that it's something that... It's it's more complicated, though, than it seems sometimes. Like, sometimes I think people are being a version of themselves around the other person, and you don't realize it until, I don't know, maybe years go by or your friends notice. I feel like I am getting better and better at this uh, and, like, being as much myself as I can on, um, like, at the beginning of a relationship so that I'm not, like, having to adjust anything later and be like, okay, so this is what it really is. Um, Because I guess for me, I'm kind of in the space of, like, I don't want to put on something and then have to maintain that. Well, yeah, I, I knew somebody who, every time she would go on a date, she would be like, oh, yeah, but she doesn't know this oh yeah but i didn't tell her this um oh and she doesn't know i smoke and she doesn't and i'm like yeah. but what but how are you gonna are figure you all this out later like that? what yeah. are the you know you're setting yourself up because you're trying to set yourself up for success but then ultimately it would fail that's gonna be a doom right okay number two says you consist you consistently show up for one another I think that's pretty good. Hey, my wife showed up last night I for Drag Bingo. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, she showed up last night. Yeah. Like she did, She up. made it all about her winning prizes, but she showed up. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think showing up for each other, like, quite physically like that, but also, like, um, emotionally, like, hey, I really need you right now. I'm going through something difficult. If that person always shows up for you, I think that's always a, a pretty good sign. Yeah, um, and sometimes it can be just a switch that turns on in your head and you're like oh oh you need me right now exactly you, yeah okay number three is you're forthcoming about your pasts i think that's really important yeah if there's any skeletons in those closets you gotta they gotta right. come out the skeleton <laughs> i was gonna say the skeletons have to come out of the closet 
Um, They're like, boo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, God, more boo. Uh? More boo puns from you. Um, and then number four says, you celebrate each other's accomplishments. I think that's really important. I've I've dated guys where I've, like, something great has happened for me, and they've been, like, really excited for me, and then other ones where they've been like, oh, okay. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, I don't need you to do a cartwheel or, or blow up balloons, but, like, could you... Could you care about it? Could you at least pretend like you care? No, that's really important, especially yeah. for I mean, what what you do and some of I mean, I think Pete, when especially when you have a job that is so up and down sometimes, yeah. you know, when it's not like, oh, I'm an accountant and I go to work every day, and like, right. I mean, a lot Everyone of people are, especially in this quote unquote gig economy. Yeah, when you get a gig. You need your partner to be validating it yeah. for you. We've got more of how you can tell if your relationship has the signs that it could actually last coming up. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, so we're looking at the 10 early signs your relationship has what it takes to last. Um, we've gone through the first four on this list. Number one was uh, that you feel comfortable being yourselves around each other. Number two, you consistently show up for one another. Three, you're forthcoming about your past. Four, you celebrate each other's accomplishments. Number five is... They don't s- send you D pics without asking first. That's only if you're a lesbian. Um, number five... <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, you're like, we're totally fine with that in I my community. I feel like unsolicited D pics, it's like... Uh, it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. <laughs> uh, number five. Ew. You sincere- just, I just picture an actual mixed bag of unsolicited defects. Oh, oh no, that's gross. Okay. <laughs> number five. Well, I guess if they're a mixed bag, there's probably good ones and bad. Never mind. Um, just got to grab in there and see. <laughs> okay. All right. Number five. You sincerely apologize to each other when you've done something wrong. I think that's really good. Yeah. That's really so, good. Yeah. Now we can move on to that. Oh, one. no. You're not a good at the apologies? Uh, I'm working on it. Okay. I, I'm somebody who I feel like when we, my, like Katie's really good at saying, I did this wrong, I did yeah. this wrong or whatever. And for me, it's a little more of a journey. <laughs> it's more of a journey. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I have to sit with it. Um, I feel like I've I've dated people who've been on the full spectrum of that as well. Like, I've dated people who've been like, so listen, this is not what I meant. This, I know how it sounded, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. then I've dated people I've been like, do you hear you? Yeah. Like, yeah. Number six, uh, you're both good listeners. I think that's, that is pretty important. I feel like if the person, if you don't ever feel hurt in your relationship, which I've been there too. Yeah. yeah. I've been, I mean, I've been there too. I mean, especially when the, what the person is saying is not necessarily interesting. And I'm not saying, even with my wife, I'm saying I can say be telling Katie a story that is so boring yeah. and she has no choice but to listen to me. Yeah. And then if she seems distracted, I'm like, you're not listening. I was telling you about how I got butter in the break room. And she's like, this story is boring. I don't care. She's like, I care nothing about your butter. <laughs> um, number seven is you share similar values and common life goals. I think this is probably one of the most important things because I feel like if you don't have the same values and life goal or like aligned life goals, they don't have to be the same. But like, if they're not aligned, I feel like that's ultimately not going to work out. If you have, especially if you're in a long term relationship, if you want to add children to that or you want to live together and stuff like that, I feel like if you don't share values, that's that's really really challenging. Well, that's something that Dr. Jen Mann tells us about too. Yeah, you know, sure. when you when you uh, those are those relationship deal breakers when it comes to core values, what your core values are in life in general, and when it comes to kids. I mean, 
we haven't had those conversations. So we need to to be like, how do we want to raise this thing? Are yeah. we gonna like give it a religion? Are we gonna <laughs> feed it? Are we yeah. gonna just have a dog walker come? I mean, all of this stuff needs to be decided. Can you imagine sending a dog walker and they show up and they're like, it's actually a kid. We will be right back. Yeah, we'll be here. The we'll, wag person's yeah, exactly. like, um, <laughs> wait a minute. Uh, he went twice. Uh, Jason's um, giving me the one minute sign. So number eight is when you fight, you fight fair. I think that's important. Mm. Number nine, you're adventurous and enjoy trying new things together. And then number 10, you spice things up in the bedroom too. I think the fighting fair of those three is probably the most important because like fights can obviously end a relationship. And I, I went through a long period where whenever I'd have an argument with a partner, I would immediately think like we're about to break up. And then if we didn't break up, then I was like, oh, wow, this is wild. What happened? Right. Oh, we're actually just going to talk through this and exactly. actually get through. And that became really attractive to me when I could date someone who we had an argument and we were able to like, you know talk on the other side of it and like be yeah. okay and um, you can also yell at each other and then you know it's still gonna be okay yeah because yeah, you're like absolutely. we're gonna I, even as I'm yelling if you know which doesn't happen very often but if I'm, I'm like this is gonna be fine later we'll be alright we'll be alright <laughs> uh, this this Huff Post Life article is called 10 Early Signs Your Relationship Last you can check it out um, we'll take a quick break when we come back we're doing this conversation that we've been we've been teasing for a little while 10 early signs no not 10 early signs um, <laughs> it's like wait again yeah, we yeah. just did this a little bit later we're gonna be talking about who's the person you always try to avoid conversations with so give us a call 833-77 call q but up next really estate drop the subject we'll be right back the new channel q drop the subject the new channel q okay it is that portion of the show where we get to play a little game there Jarrett. wait before we do that we have to read this tweet oh Okay, oh, we, have right. we have a tweet? So we have a tweet. Someone who's never tweeted us before. You sound uh, so unexcited. Oh, yeah, we have a tweet. Uh, at DTS Show, <laughs> at your Allie Johnson, at Jarrett Hill. That definitely was not Allie. I should know. Candy Corn Rocks from Sally Johnson, at not Allie Burner account. Okay, well. <laughs> so, Chris, I feel like Chris has been busy. I, where is this? Let me see when this is. <laughs> where, not, is this, what is it? Not Allie Burner account? Yeah. Not Allie Burner. And this just came out at DTS Show? Yes. That was oh, with, with the, I see. We missed that earlier. Did you see the profile picture? Which is you with it's a mustache. It's me with a fake mustache on. <laughs> this is not me. Actually, the hat <laughs> is fake. The mustache is real. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was a, it's a very well-coiffed mustache. That It uh, really is a well-maintained mustache. And me. a tiny... I'm always a fan of a tiny hat, which I also have in this picture. And you would possibly think by the fact that this account has zero followers that it is me, but it's not. Also, I'm going to follow it. <laughs> One follower. Thank you very much. Sally Johnson. Very, very wise. That's funny. Uh, and the Twitter breakdown reads, uh, or the tr- Twitter profile reads, definitely not Allie Johnson, not the host of DTS show, 10 to 2, Monday through Friday, Candy Corn Rocks. Yeah, there you go. Candy Corn Rocks. Candy so this corn. is definitely Chris Contreras. That's... <laughs> It has to be. Well, yeah, because Chris Contreras, after we talked to Chris, uh, Christine, is it Christine? Now I have 30-second memory loss. Who was? Caroline. 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 Said that it's still, he still doesn't believe that Caroline, that Caroline's account is not fake. And I was like, this is getting ridiculous. That was audio proof, unless we staged that call, which would be ridiculous. Well, right. So I, now he is, he's trying to be right, and he's creating Sally Johnson. I I mean, I don't know that I believe you on that one, Allie. If Sally Johnson gets more famous than me, I'm going to... I mean, are you sure you're not Sally Johnson? 
I'm not Sally Johnson. I've been Would sitting you, next to you this what, whole time. Do you think I made this account? You have dipped out of the studio a few times. I had to pee. Sure, you could do it on the toilet. Uh, okay, I did not. I can't. <laughs> I can't make an account that quickly. I, I, I'm just saying. Like, it's I'll possible. show you the accounts that I have control of right now. Only these ones. My personal. I see. DTS You're show. Allie Johnson. DTS show. And is Butch, Butch Pal. Pal? Yeah. And what's this one with the mustache? No, no, that's not. That's there's nothing there with the mustache. You're a jerk. I believe you. I believe you. Okay, we've got to get into real estate. Okay, um, Allie, you've got uh, a lineup for us here. I do. I do. the uh, The headline reads "Costly Shed Rental," and this is a, a game that we've played on the show many times. We used to play it in San Francisco as well. And basically, I will give you the details of a real, really, a uh, real real estate listing that is currently on the market. You can buy it. It's definitely overpriced because after all, times are getting tough these days. Right. And then I will give you something else that you could have possibly bought with that money. You have to guess which one costs more. Okay. We're going south to my favorite city, San Diego. Oh, nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. They've done me right, so it's only... Uh, I know how much you love San Diego. I definitely need to return the favor. So, there is a shed in someone's backyard that is being rented. If you're on the market to rent a home, good news. This is not a home. It's the backyard of someone else's home. Mm. And you can live on their lawn in a shed. The studio is located in the backyard, uh, which I've said. It's a studio now. Okay. Yeah, it's a cozy studio. And uh, it basically, I've got images here but it, it's it's a shed it's literally nothing but like a tough shed like yeah. you can buy these I at mean, home it has depot a window, which is great and it has uh it does have a window and it does have look at the couch i'll show you the couch because it is literally just the frame of a couch oh my god that's a futon frame yeah it's a futon frame there's no couch actually on the couch it's okay. just the bones of the couch Alrighty. there is a mini fridge okay there's a little bit of a kitchenette so you have a sink and i Think oh, there's, there's a, a bathroom. I wasn't expecting there to be like running water <laughs> in a shed. You know what I mean? So that's a perk. I mean, that's going to up the value. It's definitely a lot fancier than I was expecting. Uh, and it says in the real in the actual listing that it's an apartment, but of course, then it gets to studio and then it gets to shed. So I also will say that this is 200 square feet and it has already been rented. Oh, okay. It has a stove. Oh, a stove. This, this is, is getting some, better and better. This is something I would expect in LA, not in San Diego. Does not have a washer dryer or parking. Okay. Okay. So that's your listing. For roughly the same amount of money, if you head on over to Craigslist, you can have your very own baby spider highway ball python. Oh. This is a baby yellow ball python. This is the only one you will find for sale anywhere, according to the person who's selling it. Maybe the only one in the world. This is a female currently feeding on live rat pups. Oh, Jesus. And uh, this guy also sells other reptiles in case you don't want the ball, ball python. He says to just go to ajsreptiles.com. He has been breeding and selling ball pythons for 10 years. Serious inquiries only. Says, if you text me asking me stupid questions like how much is the snake and is it a boy or a girl, I will most likely ignore you. I just went to see Little Shop of Horrors last night where the plant is eating people. And I'm just like, oh, God, how, how much would they have sold that for? Yeah. Um, OK, so I have to figure out which one is more expensive, right? Yes. And just so you know, ball pythons are known to be very docile animals. They're very comfortable and, and happy being handled. And on rare occasions, you might get a snake that is snappy. I feel like. Oh, damn it. Uh, the 
music Pressure's on Makes the pressure A 200 square foot Studio apartment A.K.A. shed in someone's backyard in San Diego I was literally very confident about this Until I opened my mouth to say which one I thought it was And I was like, oh, you could be totally wrong They're very close I will say the prices are very close on this one Okay I think the more expensive item Is the spider It's not I mean, the spider it's the, snake, it's excuse me. <laughs> the snake Sorry Is that spider that I just saw in exactly, the Exactly, right I think the snake is more expensive Really? Okay, so you're going snake Ginger Justin, you don't know the answer to this. Do you have a vote? Uh, to make it interesting, I'll go shed. Okay. Mm. One vote shed, one vote snake. The listing price for the shed in San Diego is $1,050 per month. Oh, my God. To live in a shed in someone's backyard. You've got to be freaking kidding me. <laughs> in San Diego. In San Diego. <laughs> I mean, no shade to San Diego. I don't have anything against San Diego, but like this feels like something someone in LA would definitely do because prices are so high. Yeah. Okay. And I do have something against San Diego, and I agree with you. (laughs) Uh, The baby Enchi spider highway ball python female, located in Burbank, if you want to pick it up today, this has been on Craigslist for 12 days, is $1,000 the shed is more expensive by only 50 bucks. That was a tough one. Oh, my God. That's crazy. I'm I'm wow that this thing is 1050. Justin hit the wrong sound, I think. I um, will let you know though that somebody did rent it and they rented it for the shed, the shed. Three it's it says while the rent yeah. No, they're renting the python. <laughs> I was like, what? While okay. the rent seems outrageous to some, the asking price is $300 per month less than a typical studio in the area. Jeez. So just just to let you know, you are still getting a deal here. Sweet Jesus. Yeah. I can't imagine spending that much money on a freaking shed. Yeah, to have In no San privacy, Diego. no parking, no nothing. Well, you know what you could imagine spending money on is tickets to uh, the We Can Survive concert or maybe on a happy hour at the world famous Abbey. Yeah, but if or you even, win, even you on a hotel. But if you win, that's yeah. right. We're going to fly you and a friend out to the home of Channel Q, Los Angeles, California. It's in support of National Coming Out Day and the one year anniversary of Channel Q. We're going to do all of those things, taking you out for a happy hour at the Abbey, the amazing hotel, and two tickets to We Can Survive, starring Taylor Swift, Lizzo, the Jonas Brothers, and Camila Cabello. All of the information on how you can enter to win is on our website. You've only got a little bit of time left to enter that contest to win. Go to wearechannelq.com for more information. That's wearechannelq.com. When we come back, who is the person you're always trying to avoid conversations with? If you've got someone, uh, give us a call, 833-77-CALL-Q. That's 833-77-CALL-Q. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay. So, right now, we have been talking about this for a couple of days. The people that you really try to avoid. Well, you know, we are in this building every day. And when you are seeing the same people in the hallways, sometimes you just have a friendly, hello, how are you? You move on. And you kind of understand that, hey, this is about pleasantries here. We're not stopping and having a 15-minute conversation about God knows what. But then... 
There are some people that do not understand that. Yeah, there are people who just do not understand like the whole like, hey, don't really feel like talking right now. Could you please leave me alone? Well, and then if you are in a position where you continue walking, because I'll do that where I'll continue walking, even if they're still trying to talk. Yes. And then they will literally be continuing to talk as you're walking away. And then you have to go like, yeah, no, definitely. That's crazy. All right. Yeah, See you later. Uh, yeah, oh. sure. Oh, I know. Yeah, you're definitely right. I'll see you. I gotta run. <laughs> and and then it's still continuing, and you're trying so obviously to end it. Yeah, people that don't get those social cues are just it's it's awful to be around. Them. So we were talking about who those people are because it's not always in the workplace. It is you have a neighbor. Yes, for me it's a neighbor. If you have one, by the way, you can give us a call eight three three seven seven call Q and tell us who the person is that you try to avoid. But for me, it's a neighbor. I, if I'm driving or if I'm in a car, I always see him in like the back parking lot, like where our parking deck is, and he's always like, I would say like thirty uh, percent of the time he's in his car. Like, oh, is he t- talking on the phone? Is he one of those? I don't know what he's doing. Like sometimes it seems like he's like watching TV on his phone. I think he has a roommate that he doesn't like, and so he's just always in his car because it's like better. I think that's what it is. Okay, um, I've got one like that too, where there's a guy who's always in his car. Yeah, and I, I I think he smokes weed in there. I think he's got a whole life I, in a there. a whole life in the car. So, but he is the type of person who, if you make any kind of question, even if it's how are you or anything, he's launching into his life. Whereas now I'm always like, hey, good to see you. You cut, you, you completely, There's you make it as no short question. as possible. Exactly. Or I will like avoid eye contact or do like a wave and keep going. Cause if I say, how's it going? He'll be like, oh man, you know, I let, my girl's been acting crazy. Oh man, you know, this job is so crazy. I'm just really trying to get up out of there. Cause it's so crazy how my boss was doing such and such and both. And I'll be like, You're are like, you for I real? I don't <laughs> Do I like? And I've never stopped walking. Like he's like over yes. at his car, and I just keep. You going. do the trick, and I'm like, bro, do you really think that I care about what you're talking about right now? And you're and you're walking with your bags and everything. Yes. I mean, you're obviously doing it's the something. End of the day, I'm on the phone. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he does it every time. And I, I was telling you, I have a friend saying that's uh, roomating with me now for a few months, and like he and I both have like developed strategy when he first moved in I was like so don't talk to him do not ask him a question and he's <laughs> Here, like we have to be clear on exactly. this exactly he's like oh I've already made the mistake oh, <laughs> he's like no. I had already he had already like done the whole conversation oh, you didn't thing. get to him first yeah that yeah. is a real bummer well I mean there are some times where I'm okay with a long conversation while I'm in a waiting scenario like if I like I, I got into a long conversation with a stranger at a car wash once and I was like we're both here that's great we're sitting here for 15 minutes at least yeah. to talk or waiting for your car to get serviced or something if you're in a situation where you are waiting and you don't I, I eventually don't want to just be looking at my phone all the time I would like to talk to somebody yeah. new. I would like to have a conversation but when you are in transit when I'm walking to my apartment or I'm walking and then we had a neighbor that we were friendly with for a while but she she understood that we wouldn't sit there and talk forever yeah but when sometimes there would even be sometimes where I would see her and be like I don't I'm just gonna sit in my car until she goes in the house well this morning on the way to work uh, I, I told you guys like I uber most days and I had a driver who I could tell really wanted to talk 
But in the mornings, I can't really talk in the car because I'm reading articles and sending stories to you guys. You got to go to that quiet hey, mode. Exactly. I'm like, hey, we've got a we've we've got things going on in the show today or whatever. And so like in the car in the morning is the worst time for me to have a chatty Uber driver. But he was super friendly and like I I felt like such a like a jerk because I knew he wanted to talk, but I was like, I can't. I have to work. Like there are spiritual people that I'm now meeting. Who always want to talk about their spiritual journeys? Are these human beings? That's or are a, they spirits? <laughs> they're my spirit masters. Oh, wait, no, wait, no, oh, no, wait. they're real people. Oh, <laughs> no, there's a friend now that we have I where it's like didn't know the saying, <laughs> "Are these ghosts?" <laughs> are these like real people? There's a person that we talk to where it's like, "Hey, how are you?" And it's like, "Well, you know." <laughs> I just feel like I'm really manifesting this right now, and then I'm feeling challenged because of this, and blah, 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 blah. Okay, so tell us about that person when we come back. I will. And then I've got some of your responses from Twitter and Instagram uh, about the people that you are always avoiding. Those are coming up in just a few minutes. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, let's continue with this conversation about Long conversations. You said your spirit guides are coming to you and wanting to talk a lot. Is that what it was? Well, no, it wasn't my spirit guides. Okay. I, actually, they are very silent. Oh, okay. They're not talking I uh, would love a little message or a small conversation, spirit guides. Are they real or like uh, Caroline real? Okay. They are real oh. and Caroline is also real. And Sally Johnson is a figment of everyone's imagination and is not me. She, Sally Johnson is actually on Twitter, though. I Sally Johnson her. is on Twitter, but it's not me that made I Sally will say Johnson. I DM'd her, and when I got a reply, it was right after you had your phone in your hand. Okay, you know what? I'm going to put my phone over here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not going to touch it because I am not Sally. Sally is my shadow person. I mean, she did say her name was Sallison. Like, so. <laughs> Sally, it's short for Sallison. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Try to find that on a keychain. Exactly right. Yeah, well, we're having this conversation about when people stop you in the hallways or maybe when you're on your way to an apartment or when you're at a bar and you run into somebody who will not stop talking to you and you don't know how to get out of the conversation. Uh, Jarrett mentioned that he has a neighbor that he tries to avoid at all costs. Ginger, Justin, you have somebody in the hallways that you avoid at all costs. Yeah, just in case we're playing in the hallway. Oh. We're not right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then I'll get very specific. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> no, there's someone who works here and he's one of those uh, old school radio guys yeah. and he's just got all the time in the world and uh, he's always greeting you with like those old like expressions you know like oh it's colder than Hillary Clinton's side of the bed you know like, <laughs> oh, like and he's like showing like uh, memes like pro-Trump memes oh, and you don't have really? time to get into him into it as to why that's not an okay thing to do. So you just go, ah. yeah, mm, and you're so like, funny. should I take the time to tell this person? No, it's really not just worth shut it. Shut up talking to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, There's definitely the old reference people that love to talk. So we asked you all on social media who are the people that you tend to avoid. Um, one of the, uh, let's see. I guess this guy is named Mike. Uh, says my district manager because she's incompetent. Well, that's tough because if there are people you have to interact with oh, that, that suck in general, then that's really really annoying. But there was another one that came through that was on yours that was perfect, and it was their dentist. Oh yes. Uh, so Brian responded to mine saying his dentist because his dentist uh, will not say anything until uh, I want to make sure that I'm saying this correctly. He says. Um, 
my my damn dentist he don't say nothing until his entire hand is in my mouth and then he wants to talk <laughs> yeah it's true and I think they love it on a level because they can't they know that you're captive yeah but at least I kind of know that I don't have the obligation to talk because they know that I can't so I'm a little bit like mm. oh I can just be a listener in this scenario yeah yeah uh, somebody else said my weird coworker. so there we go another person said my ex and that's that's tough because if you have history there and then you have to see that person or you interact with that mm. person all the baggage starts unfolding that's something that you can't get out of another person said old people which I mean Justin, when you're just, not ready Justin just laid that one out yeah first. when you need when a, an old person story is on the horizon Oh, there's no way to get out of it because yeah. they'll also talk very slowly sometimes. You know who also this is for me, though? My parents. My parents, I always say, when I moved away to go to college, I don't know like if I brought their, their social cues with me because they lost all of the familiarity with, well, all right, got to go. Uh. Or... Well, it's good talking to you because they will just continue with another topic. And like it drives me a little bit crazy because I'm like, you know, I'm trying to get off the phone right now. <laughs> they don't care. They, My parent literally like the week I moved to, to school, it was like a whole different conversation. It's funny because my grandparents, I mean, are past now, but they're when they got older, they were the greatest phone conversations to have because it would be short. They would yeah. not care to continue. Like they were just like, "Okay, great. Well, it's great to see you, honey. Thanks for wishing me a happy birthday." My and that was kind of it. My grandmother's like that. Uh, she lives in Nebraska, and she moved back to Nebraska like 15 years ago or something. And like now, when I talk to her on the phone, those conversations are not more than three minutes. Right. She's just she's, like, "Thanks for checking in." She's in. She's out. She's like, <laughs> yeah. "All right. Well, I'll talk to you." I'm like. Damn, Granny, can I can I check in on you? You know, now that you tell me that about your parents, I think I might be in a switched role because my mom tries to get off the phone with me. And you're like, so what else is going well, on? She'll be like, how's it going? And I'll tell her everything that's going on and she'll be listening and engaged. But if she, she will talk to me for as long as it takes for her to get home. Mm. And then I can tell when she's home because I'm literally in the middle of something and she'll be like, all right. <laughs> But I'm all like, right, uh, is, okay. All right is the universal. I'm ready to get off of the phone yes, with you. Yes, it's signal. true, and you have to be able to pick up on that cue. My dad, the other night, I was on the phone with him, and he was talking and talking and talking, and I went, "All right," and he was like, "Well, hey, you know, I've been working on X, Y, and Z, and it's really great." And, You're like, and I'm all like, right. "Oh, so we're still we're still talking about this." Huh? <laughs> You're blowing right past the all exactly. right, aren't you? Uh, um, somebody else responded and said, "I am that person." Ooh. So when you have to own up to it. Well, it's funny that you say that because uh, coming up next, we have uh, Travel Anderson, who's been on with us. He's the director of culture and entertainment at Out Magazine. And we're going to do a, uh, a segment of coming to terms with him. But he replied to the question. Oh, we did? He, he did. Oh, we'll have to ask. And he says, I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right. We'll uh, address that. Then. Yeah. When we come back, we're going to talk to Travel about this new article that says that um, younger children, uh, one in five uh, LGBT like uh, youth. LGBT? Are, uh, LGBT. Uh, LGBT. <laughs> LGBT, LGBT, um, that uh, uh, one in five LGBT youth is identifying as something other than lesbian, gay, or bisexual. And so we're going to talk to him about what these different terms are that they're using to identify themselves and maybe talk to him about why he feels attacked. All, All that's right. coming up. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. 
So um, before we jump into coming to terms, uh, we were joking that Travel had responded to our question about who is a person that you avoid because they have long conversations. And we have Travel on the phone for the coming to terms segment, but wanted to uh, to touch bases with Travel. Travel, you say you feel attacked. Is that right? I do. I feel very, very attacked by this question. <laughs> Why? Because, as you know very well, I send a lot of people to voicemail. You, you do, you do. Oh, so you feel like this is <laughs> this is something that you do all the time? Yes, but it's because I just I don't have time. You know, people just they just want to talk too much. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought this was about you, you talking too you much. Being the one that talks too much. Oh no, I do. Jared, do I talk too much? I was gonna say that's why. <laughs> that's why I was surprised. I was like, Travel's always like Travel always answers the phone like he's already in the conversation. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I'll be. I'll. I'll call Travel and he'll yes, and then we'll get off the phone and it'll be like, all right, talk to you later. Click. Well, uh, damn, hello. <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like so, Travel is definitely not the long-winded person on the phone. So. Oh, okay. So you yeah, just yeah. don't got time for people because I I do the same. I'm not. I don't really answer phone calls unless. No, I mean I guess I do, but when I know the person. But I don't really enjoy talking on the phone. It's not something I enjoy doing. Are you of the same mind, Travel? Jared and I have this this you know joint industry colleague. He knows who I'm talking about. Who just calls too much, oh. and so. Not only do they call too much, but then they also talk too long when we're on the phone. And so it's just like, I just leave it in a voicemail. Just leave it in a voicemail. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to hear your life story. We'll usually text one another and be like, so-and-so just called. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. (laughs) My (laughs) thoughts and prayers. (laughs) Exactly. Usually that means one of the other one. The other one is going to be getting a call soon from the same person. Oh, no. All right. Well, we have a a very important segment to go over with you, Travel, And this is something that we like to do on the show called Coming to Terms. Because the L. LGBTQ plus IA AI moniker is getting very long and very confusing. So we like to break it down Sesame Street style. And today, Coming to Terms is brought to you by the number one, because one in five LGBTQ youth identify as something other than gay, lesbian, or bisexual. And Travel, we figured we would talk to you because you could shed a little bit of light on this. How do you feel about this statistic? You know, I think, I mean, I think it's in line with what we know, right, about younger LGBTQ people just being you know, more open to identifying in a variety of different ways. The kids are so progressive these days. They are. Those kids, yeah. They are. They are. According to uh, this article from the Washington Blade, it says the survey, which was conducted last year, reveals a large minority of LGBTQ youth identify uh, with terms using queer, trisexual, omnisexual, pansexual, um, and others to describe their sexual orientation. Question. Yes. What is trisexual? So trisexual is one of those words that I don't think we really, it's usually a pejorative or it's usually something that people just say in jest, meaning that they will try anything sexually. Mm. Oh, I'll, like I'll it's, try it's it out sexual. Exactly. It's usually not something that people like seriously use to identify themselves. Oh, it's a joke identity. Well, this is <laughs> this is saying trisexual T-R-I, not T-R-Y. So I wonder if there's multiple things here. Because then there's omnisexual. Help us understand what does omnisexual mean. So omnisexual, 
So omnisexual <laughs> is like a close cousin of pansexual. Right. Um, Hot. And so it's this idea that like your sexual desire or attraction is not limited to any particular gender identity or sexual orientation. Interesting. Okay. And then uh, is there a, is there a major distinction between omnisexual and pansexual or are they are they considered uh, interchangeable for some people? I think some people use them interchangeably. I think pansexual is less about uh, the other person's sexual orientation and more about just acknowledging that there are a variety of different types of genders that a person might find themselves attracted to, as opposed to bisexual, right? Where bisexual is this idea that there are two genders, man or woman, and I'm, I'm attracted to men and women. Yes. Whereas pansexual is I'm attracted to non-binary folks or other defined folks when it comes to gender identity. Yes, I think we did cover this with Clayton when you weren't here, Jared. There was some, I think we did a coming to terms where we talked about there was a difference with gender identity. It was like, I am into this gender, this gender, and this gender versus I'm just into everybody regardless of what their identity is for gender. What's interesting in this uh, survey uh, that was done by the Trevor, the graphic comes from the Trevor Project, but they have a cool graphic here that shows like 28 different sexual orientation uh, uh, explanations that start off with ace spectrum and bisexual polyamorous that end with biromantic homosexual well biromantic was another one of the words that was in here Um, explain biromantic well so a lot of these terms make a distinction between sexual attraction and romantic attraction So on, on one end, sexual attraction is who, who you are physically attracted to, who you want to have sex with. Whereas romantic attraction can be someone that you are interested in building like an emotional connection with, but that you don't necessarily want to have sex with. And so a lot of these words kind of fall on either end of those two particular uh, uh, things. And so you can see somebody who describes themselves as like asexual, aromantic or asexual, panromantic, you know, all of these different kind of conglomerations of identity. I I, see. That makes sense. Yeah. Like if there's a man who's opening the door for me and being chivalrous and maybe I have a connection with him, I'm like, that's very romantic. I might be romantically attracted to you, but I would not want to kiss you or touch you in any way. (laughs) Travel is is the director of culture and entertainment over at Out Magazine. Travel, we appreciate you joining us. Thank you for having me. Of course. Yeah. And uh, I'll call you later, but um, make sure to be nicer next time. Yeah, and sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do what I can. <laughs> we definitely will have to do more coming to terms in the future because they. you're right, Jarrett. There's a list here. Gyna, demisexual, uh, uh, mansexual. There's several. He's going with... All right. The, okay, all right. I'm just saying there is, there's more to come. And news that are lose, it's on deck, so don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. All right, Allie. It's time for News It or Lose It. I've got five headlines. You've got a bell. Justin's got a buzzer. And... Wow. A lot lot happening here. Uh, All right. So, number one. Dan Rather has advice for this couple that just split up. Yes, you read that right. Dan Rather? Is he still alive? He he is. <laughs> How old is Dan Rather? He's he is old.com. Okay. But probably not gonna talk too much when you ask him. <laughs> That's true. Um, okay. 
man wins $750,000 lawsuit against his wife's lover. Oh, you know, I think I saw this headline. I didn't uh, get didn't get to read about it, so I'd like to hear now, please. We do like a list of cities. These are the 50 most miserable cities. <laughs> do you think LA is going to be on it? Probably. <laughs> I would imagine so. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, my ex-boyfriend, joyfully sings happy birthday to a 100-year-old fan. I mean, I feel like I need to say for you, it, yes. I mean, you know, there's a lot of him. emotional pain here. Uh, <laughs> it's up to you. I'm going to lose it. Okay. Uh, finally, a floating device created to clean up plastic from the ocean is finally doing its job. Why? Was it lazy before? It, I, I, I don't know. Oh, fine. I'll finally do my job. And fine, I'll lose it. <laughs> All right. We've got these four stories coming up for you next in News It or Lose It. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Before we jump into News It or Lose It, we want to cover a headline that came out this morning um, about another trans woman that's been killed. Her name is Alicia Stanley, and she's reportedly the 19th trans person killed um, this year. That story comes from Out.com. It says police are investigating her death. Um, Oh, wow. Thank God. Exactly. Uh, Stanley uh, lived in Washington, D.C. and worked in the healthcare industry. She was on a trip to Pittsburgh when she was allegedly murdered. Uh, A trans activist based in uh, Pennsylvania City uh, was uh, announcing this. Hmm. Um, Thomas posted a uh, Facebook status on September 30th acknowledging Stanley's death and claimed there had been no news coverage of the homicide. It says Pittsburgh police aren't investigating at this time, which was prior to um, this kind of getting announced and catching some steam. So I just want to send out love and appreciation um, to Alicia Stanley and to her family and let us let them all know that we're thinking of them. And uh, and that these stories should be covered more by other news outlets. Absolutely. And that trans lives definitely matter. Okay. It's time for news. Oh, wait. Sorry. Also, Diane Carroll died. Oh, yes. That's very sad, too. 84 years old. Diane Carroll died this morning right before we went on the the air. And uh, Allie saw the headline before I did. And I was like, what? And they're like, 10 seconds. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, Diane Carroll? And you're like, yeah. And I was like, she's dead. You're like, no. Yeah, that was a really, really hard one this morning. I don't want to continue on the sad train. But Bruley, the French bulldog from Queer Eye, also died. Oh, the tragedy. (laughs) So, oh wait, from the new queer eye. Yeah. Oh, that little pu- that little puppy. Yeah. Yeah, it's dead. Oh. And now news it or lose it. <laughs> oh wait, are we done? Oh, <laughs> Justin's like, I told you guys how much time we had here. Okay, well, um, quickly before we actually get to news it or lose it, then. Yes. I will share that you can actually win a trip to L.A. to join us for happy hour at the World Famous Abbey. If you don't live in the L.A. area, we will make it so you can visit. We'll fly out here. We'll put you up in a hotel. We're also going to give you two tickets to We Can Survive, which is an incredible concert. We're excited to go. Taylor Swift will be there. I don't know if she's going to be on her LASIK medication. I kind of hope so. Lizzo will be there. The Jonas Brothers, Camila Cabello. That's a great lineup, so you definitely want to go to this. All you have to do to enter to win is go to We channelq.com. We'll be back with our actual news it or lose it after this. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, so Allie, we're going to try and power through these three stories because we've got this the man that won $750,000 
it's an audio story, and I feel like we should really be able to just oh, absolutely. hang out in that one All for right. a little bit. Um, okay, so first things first, a floating device that is out of... <laughs> He's so passive-aggressive. The subject presents News It or Lose It. Are you happy now? Are you happy? Right. This is what we're doing, everyone. My God! All right. A floating device created to clean up plastic from the ocean is finally doing its job, organizers say. This headline comes from CNN Business. So apparently there's a... a, a these people who've been putting together this uh, project to be able to collect plastic out of the ocean, it's kind of hard to explain what it looks like, but if you can imagine a parachute up in the sky that yes. has two strings that are going down to the water. Uh-huh. Those two strings have like a U-shaped um, uh, thing that connects like on either side. Okay. Exactly. That is like basically skimming the surface of the oh, water. Okay. So it's like a giant pool skimmer. Exactly. Much easier than I thought. Okay. Uh, it's, it's impossible to yeah. explain what this is. She's like, oh, it's a skimmer. Yeah. Got it. It's the thing that I always have to use so, before we go in the pool so Katie will go in it. So they are, uh, they they put this out into the into the water last year in January and it wasn't working the they had planned for it. So <laughs> I love how they how they word this. Um, they were saying that it the way that it wasn't working, um, they were calling them unscheduled learning opportunities. Oh, that's a way, good uh, way to say a mistake. Exactly right. So um, they put this out into the water last year. They've been fixing it and making it work. Basically, it skims the top of the water and goes a little bit down underneath the water and it collects all of this plastic. You know the big um, Pacific garbage patch that they say is twice the size of Texas? Yeah, you need to get a really big pool exactly. skimmer for that. Exactly. Right. Well, they say over the course of five years they're going to start um, being able to reduce it. Um, well, thank uh, they God. Say, they say the, it predicts it will be able to reduce the size of the patch by half every five years. Whoa, that's it? Yeah, but they have to like build a fleet of these. And But now that it's working, they have like a prototype of what they can do. Um, and so like it collects trash and then they send out a big, um, uh, like a big barge basically that collects, that collects all it. of the plastic out of the water. That is really great. I'm glad, even if there were some unscheduled learning opportunities, I'm glad that they made that because, uh, you know, when we were... In do, on our honeymoon, we did like you know those little kayak excur- excursions mm-hmm. with these beautiful rock formations that are famous, and then you're you're seeing this this all this beauty, and then you see a bunch of plastic Trash. water bottles yeah. and crap in the in the ocean, and you're like, who is just kayaking yeah. and like I'm done with this? Boop! Like throw right. it off. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I told you that Dan Rather has advice for a couple that just split. <laughs> and the headline, I'm, you're going to hate me for this, but it's fine. Uh, it says, Dan Rather has advice for Kylie Jenner following her Travis Scott split. Uh, yes, you read that right. Why did you do this to, to me? To answer your question, he's 87 years old. You oh, were okay. asking how old is he? He's younger than I thought. <laughs> he, <laughs> okay. He's younger than you thought. I thought he was like 90. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Still spring chicken. Right. Uh, it says, uh, Dan Rather would, ha- would have lots of thoughts on Kylie Jenner's recent play from Travis Scott. Um, the... <laughs> I love his his, his response on uh, Andy Cohen's uh, Watch What Happens Live. He says, with great respect, I would say, get a dog. (laughs) (laughs) If you already have a dog, get Get another another dog. Yeah, (laughs) that is a good Dan Rather advice. I mean, Dan Rather advice column I would definitely listen to. And I would also watch Would You Dan Rather. Oh, I see what you did there. All right. Or Would You Dan Neither. (laughs) There you go. All right. Dan Rather or Dan Rather's dog. Okay. Um, neither. <laughs> exactly, right? Um, okay. So then we, uh, you know, we love a list around here. So this um, list is 
is of the 50 most miserable cities in America based on census data. All right, you have two minutes to go through all 50. All 50. Ready? Number 50. (laughs) What is number 50, though? I'm curious. Actually, you're asking if LA's on the list. This is Lancaster, California, a desert town almost has 160,000 people, 51% of whom work and 23% of whom live in poverty. Wait, Uh, that's, that's the number one? Number 50 on the list is Lancaster, California. And that's the least miserable? No, no, no. There are like 6,000 cities. I don't know how many cities there are. Oh, like these I are the see. Top like 50. these are the top 50. Okay. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Um, <laughs> yes. So number 50 is there. Number 49, St. Louis. Uh, Pasadena, Texas is on the list. Let's see if there, um, any of our cities are on here. Um, we're getting down. Uh, Hemet, California is okay. on there. Never heard uh, of it. San Bernardino is actually number 42, oh. which you would think would be pretty good. Um, Montebello, California. Harlington, Texas is on the list. Hallandale Beach, Florida. Palmdale, I mean, California. What are the top five? I see what you did there. You're like, could we really get to it? Um, okay. The top five most miserable cities. Any guesses here before we do this? Uh, it's going to be some random city in North Dakota. It's also going to be some random city near Los Angeles. Okay. It's also going to be... Wrong and wrong, by the way. Really? Number five is... It's going to be some, it's something so surprising that it's going to be like Hawaii. <laughs> exactly. Honolulu, Hawaii. Number five is Newark, New Jersey. Number, oh, no. <laughs> number four is Passaic, New Jersey. Oh. Number three is Detroit. Ah, number Detroit. T- number two is Port Arthur, Texas. And number one on the list is Gary, Indiana. <gasps> Gary, Indiana sucks. Says, I've been through Gary, Indiana. It says Gary has 75,000 residents, but lost 6% yep. of them from 2010 to 2018. Just over half of the population works. And 36% of people there live in poverty. That sucks. It's like That's one really of those awful. places where you, it's really sad. You watch, like When you go to Roswell and you think that you're in like alien town, when you go through there, you think that you're in a ghost town. Like yeah. Half the places are vacant. It's really sad. Like it says, It's in the air that you're like, this is sadness. It says that. Gary was um was a once a manufacturing mecca, but those days are over. A drug enforcement agent who grew up in the area told The Guardian in 2017, we used to be the murder capital of the U.S., but there's hardly anyone left to kill. Oh, that Lord, is that is dark. Yikes. All right. And uh, now, more news. Yeah, continue. When we come back, a man won $750,000 in a lawsuit against his wife's lover. We'll talk about that coming up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, Allie. So I told you there's a story about a man who won $750,000 in a lawsuit against the man who essentially really ruined his marriage. I can't by wait. Sleeping with his, by sleeping with this other man's wife. So um, we've got some audio and we're going to play it and uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. Well, although he says it didn't heal his heart, a North Carolina man just won a really big payout against the man he said broke up his marriage. Kevin Howard sued the man his wife had an affair with and won $750,000. Wow. It was awarded under this law called Alienation of Affections. Okay. I love that you hear the stage manager in the background whistle. Woo! I think a lot of people that are in that room right now have been cheated on. Oh, my God. Because they were like, oh, wait, really? We can do that? It's worth what? (laughs) Great. 
in North Carolina. That law allows a spouse to sue another person for purposely interfering with their marital relationship. Oh. Howard said the other man wanted to destroy his marriage. He came to my house and uh, we shared stories. We talked about personal lives. Yeah, wow. And then he <laughs> Oh, I better get an attorney. So, um, yeah, one of the worst uses of audio on a newscast yeah, <laughs> was that one. Absolutely. But the law, law exists in just six states. It does not exist here in Texas. You cannot sue for alienation of affection here. This guy has personal stuff going on. The, just to reiterate, in Texas, you can't uh, do this, exactly. Sharon. He's like, <laughs> exactly. Shut up, Tom. <laughs> um, the, the law is called alienation of affections, and it's like... Uh, a law that basically says if you hurt someone, like you can get paid for it. I, that's kind of crazy to me. Yeah, I think that what's interesting is that you can basically be sued for being a homewrecker. Like from what they're explaining is that if you are purposely trying to break up somebody's marriage, you can be sued for that and actually have to pay that couple, which yeah. there are plenty of homewreckers out there. It says the alienation of affections law that basically makes this okay is, is all the way back to the 1800s following an English law that dates back to 1745 when wives were considered property. Oh. This says this law exists in five other states as well. So it's rooted in sexism, but in this case it exactly. worked out for these men. That's it's, exciting it's for them. It's rooted in the patriarchy and sexism that, you know, really founded this great country. Yes, because by that rationale, a man taking another man's wife was stealing his property. Exactly. So you're being sued for theft essentially. Well, it's interesting that the word affection is in the is in the name of the law, but it's really about the woman. Yeah. Yeah, and all the women are like, hey, wait a minute, where's our affection? Exactly, yeah. But then the question is like, I, I want to know how they arrive at $750,000. Yeah, like, I mean, what, what are you, yeah, when you're represent. fighting for a certain number, are you like, it's because that's how much it costs, like, if they got divorced over this, it would have to cover all of that. If you had to move to a new place and all the furniture. And there's a, well, there's like a whole uh, pain and suffering kind of bit in there, probably to some effect. Um, and yeah, all of the costs associated with this heartbreak. All the rebound dates that he had to go on and I pay mean, for. I mean, listen, that's a lot of sushi that he had to buy. I was going to say, that's a lot of trips to rock and sushi. Like, you know, like <laughs> he's got to find a new love. A specific and place. I, I I don't know. This is this is crazy to me that it dates back to 1745, though. Like, geez, someone, yeah, someone got burned in 1745, and they were like, I will make it written to law. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You, thou, shall not cheat, because it makes me look like a dummy. Because it makes me look crazy, or like I lost some property. Yeah. So, uh, congratulations, Kevin Howard, I guess. I wonder if it was, would work uh, for a woman. So, if a woman tried to break up my marriage and was successful, could I sue her? Well, you know, women aren't equal in this country. Get out of here. We don't do that. <laughs> or I think we would just settle it through threesomes. Ooh. Um, just want to oh. let you, right? Which men would also appreciate in a very special way. <laughs> yeah, I hold you in contempt <laughs> exactly. and close. Uh, if you want to hang out with us for uh, the anniversary of Channel Q, we are turning one and we want you to celebrate with us. Just go to wearechannelq.com for all the information and to register to win. You and a friend could be flying out to Los Angeles, spending a hotel weekend with us also hanging out for happy hour at the abbey and going to we are we can survive which is an incredible concert with Can't taylor, wait. taylor swift lizzo the jonas brothers camilla cabell it's going to be great just go to wearechannelq.com for all the information we will be back after this with a possible halloween tale Ooh. yeah wow drop the subject we'll be right back the new channel q 
Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Allison Johnson. Yes. We are uh, finally here at the end. We're almost out of time, but we have much to do. But I know you've got a great story for us. Well, this is something that I'm bringing to the table. I would like to do this more often. It is So don't screw it up. So, yeah, I, I really hope I don't screw it up. But there are several stories that I'm reading about Halloween, and they are scary stories, but they're not the scary stories that you would traditionally think of around Halloween, about ghouls and goblins. This is Millennial Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> is this like my phone died and I didn't have a charger? No, no, no. Oh. I tell you the tale of a pumpkin patch in San Jose, California, Mm. called Spinner Farms. Wholesome, jolly, full of pumpkins and families just trying to celebrate a holiday. But then, they look to the right. (gasps) Selfie tripods. Oh, no. They look to the left. Oh, no. There's millennials taking pictures in front of sunflowers. The horror. They're sitting on hay sofas. They're creating umbrellas and pillows and, and bringing props. It has become an Instagrammer's paradise. The owner said, we just saw people were coming and they were doing their own thing. So so we just thought, sure, I'll I'll, I'll put a a piece of hay and make it a sofa and, and more Instagrammers. They just keep coming. They're everywhere. Oh, no. In the age of Instagram, paying a visit to the pumpkin patch means something more than the hunt for the hunkiest, healthiest gourd to carve a spooky face into. The pumpkin has become an afterthought. Now, it is all about the autumnal glow of the smile, the seasonally appropriate face, and the decorative gourd placed just so in your lap for your amateur Instagram followers to admire. Oh, the poor neglected pumpkin has now been replaced by the duck lips? (laughs) It is. So, that is my first story, but it will not be the last. Hey guys, welcome to my channel. Oh no! The Instagrammers have taken over the pumpkin patches. Hey guys, welcome to my channel. <laughs> no, I, I'm at a gourd. I literally was watching an Instagram video this morning and it started off with, hey guys, welcome to my channel. And I burst into laughter. Like, it's, <laughs> it's too good. Uh, um, every time. All right, Allie. All right. Now we move on to the next business. We do. Quickly, we have to give you the nominees for the gayest news headline of the week. Indeed. I like my beer cold, my TV loud, and my homosexuals flaming. Yes, I love it. Okay, so we have four nominees. We will put them on Instagram at DTS Show. We'll put them on our Instagram story over the weekend. You have the chance to vote to decide what the gayest news headline of the week is. Here are your nominees. Headline number one, Big Meat is coming for your vegan school lunch. I mean... It's a great one. Headline number two, Behold, Casey Musgrave's Hypnotic Glitter Ponytail. Jesus Christ. Headline number three, Formal Objection to Island Fish Farm Lodged by Group of Underwater Fairies. I don't even know what you just said. (laughs) I don't. But but it ended with underwater fairies. And it contained fish farm. Double points. Oh, yeah. And then finally, Why the Reigning Fat Bear Champion Isn't in the Contest This Year. Oh, no. It is Fat Bear Week. I don't know if you've realized. Is it really? It is. I didn't know that. Yeah. Maybe my weekend. It always sneaks up on me. It does. I was going to say, maybe my weekend's going to be a little bit more busy than I thought. So there you go. The voting continues. We will put those up on our Instagram story again at DTS Show. Awesome sauce. Okay. Well, Allie, it's time for us to land this plane. Mm-hmm. It's time for us to get ready for the weekend because both of us need the rest. We need sleep so badly. We need a happy ending. 
Well, I mean, what a week. Yeah, it has been a week. There's been a lot of corn talk. There's we corn con went from not existing to basically almost booked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think the only thing we don't have is a promo running. I we're working on that. We I, are. We've decided that Emmy would probably be the perfect um, voice for the promo, just completely nonchalant and un, un, uninterested. Corn and corn. And it's gonna be a lot of corn. Hey guys, welcome to Corn Con. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Justin, you want to start us off? Uh, sure. Uh, best case scenario, I was right about Caroline being a burner account, and Allie's just really good at throwing her voice. Yay. Worst case scenario, it was an unscheduled learning opportunity for That's me. That's true. <laughs> unscheduled well learning played. opportunity. Well played. Allie? Okay, mine is, uh, yes, it's sad that Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott broke up. Is that them? Is yes. Is that right? But, Kylie Jenner, Travis Scott. Okay, Travel tra- travel Jenner, Kylie, Kylie Jenner, Jenner and, and Travis, Travis Scott, Scott broke up. And I'm, I'm imagining sad. what you must have written down to have pronounced it that way. <laughs> but you know what the bright side is to this, Jarrett? Mm. That Kylie Jenner now gets the consolation prize of being able to dip into the unsolicited D-Pick grad bag. <laughs> All the callbacks today. Good work. Yeah. Okay. Or she could just play Would You Dan Rather. Or Dan neither. And then everyone loses. <laughs> All right. What's yours? Um, it's the end of a long week. We've worked long and hard. Channel Q. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I had one here saying like right. it may cost ten fifty to live in a backyard shed in San Diego, but look at the bright side. They can't kick you out. For you for know, your tweets, for your tweets, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you won't get evicted for that. Yeah, uh, but that's yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'm hey. just gonna go ahead and not comment. <laughs> We're gonna uh, say goodbye you, to you all. Thank you all to our friends in San Drop Diego. <laughs> Shout out to all of our, our listeners and our friends in San Diego. Um, we are out of here, ladies and gentlemen. You guys have a great weekend. Have a be safe out there. Enjoy some good food. We got the Monday Munch report for you on Monday. Yep, catch I, up on the podcast. If you miss it, drop the subject. Absolutely. Leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts, and we will see you back here on Monday. Bye-bye. On the, ne- on the next, drop the subject. On the next show for the Monday Munch Report, we're calling in the heavy hitters. Host of Butter and Brown on Aspire, Seth Brundle's going to join us, and we're talking all things food. Plus, we'll go through a real workplace questionnaire on sexual orientation bias. For example, Jared, please rate how warm or cold you feel toward gay and lesbian women. Grab a parka. Oh, no. No, not even a lukewarm. And a scarf. Oh, no. This is going to take less time than I thought. Drop the subject. 12 to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern. On the new Channel Q.